what is up gentlemen double crew we are back in the booth all three of us as we prep for the opening shots for the scalici open this year that are happening this coming weekend exciting stuff up in the great wide north Vinny and jake will be up there we got a players championship to talk about and a little bit of talk about the honda classic as we prep for golf's march madness event next week which is the wgc dough match play in austin pumped for that one but before we do that jakey Vinny. What's going on, guys? How are we feeling today? What's going on? Good, man. Glad to be here. Good, good, good. So, uh, Jake, the shirts are en route. Vinny's got them for the Gentleman's Cup. You will have them in your possession tomorrow. Pumped, man. Excited <laughs> about it. They are Vinny, nice. Vinny, I, I, you got I popped the, them out. You got the onesie as well, bro. How's that look? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> it doesn't look bad, and I will fit into it better by the G-Cup. So, yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> I mean, I, it, it, it's just a little tight in the shoulders for me. And then, like, the arms. Like, I'm blowing out of it, to be honest. And too many curls, um, you can make through. those adjustments. And, and just to be fair, it, it's really tough to swing in right now. I, I tried to swing a golf club. It, I, I might have to unzip it to play. But we'll see. So, it kind of looks like a caddy bib. So, we could probably just throw somebody's name on the back. Because I know you were saying... That uh, you were concerned people wouldn't let you play in it, so we'll just be like, "Nah, he's a caddy." <laughs> they'll, they'll never know. Yeah, I mean, shots all the time. They did it this week at the players. I mean, if if the, this changes to where I just have to wear it for one hole during like the regular event, I'll just I'll, I'll literally get changed on the course. I don't care. But <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll figure something out. I can't wait to see Tom put this thing on too. Um, anyways, <clears throat> let's talk players championship. So awesome event this weekend. Obviously. Best field in golf. And a lot of the top players got completely ejected. We'll talk about that. But uh, first of all, hats off to Justin Thomas, who has been dealing with some shit the last couple months and uh, was able to get that off his chest this weekend with a win and beat Lee Westwood, who is on the second place heater of all heaters right now. Um, <laughs> coming off the, the Arnold Palmer, second place to Bryson, now second place here. The Justin Thomas. He could do the turkey, actually, this week. He's playing in the Honda Classic. Could have a, a three-peat of second places, which is what Vince and I did for our indoor golf league on Monday, and then we retired. So, um, anyways, hats off to JT. Played really well. Bryson DeChambeau in the top five. But guys like Rory McIlroy, way out there, missed the cut, got completely ejected. Xander Schauffele got ejected. Uh, I saw Ian Poulter ejected, Tony Finau ejected, Cameron Champ. The list goes on and on. Webb Simpson, who was Jake's pick this week, mm-hmm. it was uh, not very good. More Cal made the cut, but uh, and actually had a decent Sunday. DJ as well, but the, finishing out almost outside the top 50. So uh, an interesting players championship. So I'd love to get some thoughts here, guys. First of all, let's talk about the champion, Justin Thomas. Played four really good rounds, shot under par every round with uh, 71-71 as he went into the weekend and then shot 64 on Saturday, 68 on Sunday to get the job done. Uh, Jakey, what do we think about Justin Thomas's performance? Yeah, I mean, what's there to kind of say, really? I mean, it's just incredible display of what we know he can do, which is just hit a ton of fairways, hit a ton of greens. When he gets on those kind of, uh, like heaters where he's just gets nuclear hot. Um, he's at that point, probably the best like scorer in the world. If you think about it, I don't think anyone can really, you know, get to that heat level 
um, and kind of keep, you know, dropping these, these putts. And, and, and he didn't even putt that well on Sunday, to be honest with you. But he just kept climbing back in. Um, and you saw, like, it's a good course for him. The setup for him is, is perfect. It's the kind of golf that he thrives uh, playing. So, yeah, man. I mean, just an incre- honestly an incredible performance. And that's not even a, a player that I generally like watching all that much. So, for me, I was like, wow. The, kind of an eye-opening thing for, uh, for me to see him do that. Vinny, what did you think about JT? Yeah, I actually, I think I sent you guys a text on Friday afternoon kind of saying how uh, JT's demeanor since everything that's gone on between his family, um, you know, his grandfather passing away and all of the the hate from people who care in the world. uh, He, (laughs) you know, you can overcome one of those two things by going out and winning again and and that's that's you defeat the funk of you know playing some poor golf after life events, and then you go out and win. So, you know you've solved one of those two problems in, in your maybe in your character, but it's still just going to take time, sadly, to you know, for him to overcome some of the problems with sponsors and shit like that. But I love JT and his brand of golf, and you know I want to see him winning all the time. He's 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 one of my favorite out there. It is funny you say that because uh, I think. Tiger has been the best example of this over the last two decades is winning. Winning takes care of pretty much everything. So, uh, yeah, I was, I, I like JT as well. I, I picked him over Spieth in our little matchups that we did this past week that Jake and I did. Uh, so I was happy to see him, um, do well and get the win. And, um, yeah, I mean, it was just a, a kind of a weird tournament as, uh, and when I say weird, it just like a lot of the big names that everybody thought were going to be around the leaderboard on Sunday, um, we're not there, you know, there was a few, not that everybody wasn't there, but you know, Bryson was there. JT was there. Lee, who's been playing very well. Um, but yeah, a weird week, um, event as you went into the weekend. And in my opinion, uh, yeah, JT played the best. I mean, he shot 64 on Saturday. He played unbelievable. He just didn't, he didn't make the mistakes that the rest of the field made on Sunday. It seemed like there was like an hour, an hour and a half stretch, like from the, you know, I don't know if the guys were on like hole number four to hole number eight, mm-hmm. where it was like double from Bryson, bogey from Westwood, bogey from Reed, bogey from Berger. Or everybody was making bogeys and doubles or worse. And it was just like, who wants to win this tournament? I don't understand what is happening here. And and JT was just the guy who, uh, you know, he made a few mistakes, but he just didn't make as many as the others. And he was able to make a few putts here and there. Um, but, um, what do we think guys about Lee Westwood going into Sunday? Did you think that, uh, the tournament was over? I mean, he had a, a two shot lead over Bryson DeChambeau and a three shot lead over JT and a few others, uh, and a four shot lead over, you know, about 10 other guys. So, you know, a lot of people in their type, but what did you guys think about Lee Westwood's chances going into Sunday? Did you think he was finally going to get it done? Vinny, what, what were you thinking about his chances? Yeah, no, I, uh, <laughs> okay. So I love his his golf game is great, but on the on the PGA circuit, he's he's no more than you know Chucky three sticks. He's kind of had that career, right? He's, I think he, how many wins does he have on the PGA tour? Two, and yeah, uh, yeah, it's a he, low amount. He, but, but he's, he's got won, tons like, everywhere. everywhere else. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so, so what I'm saying is, I think you, he finally felt the heat of you know, that kind of field when he's got the lead and and he couldn't close it out. You asked us first thing Sunday morning. I said. 
JT is going to win it. And, uh, well, he did. But, I mean, good for Lee if he's coming out and playing this kind of golf. But what a great uh, thing to do before Ryder Cup here. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. And I, you know, he hasn't played too much time on the PGA Tour. He really only plays in the uh, Players' Championships and the Majors over here. And he plays in a few of the other big events. Spent most of his time over in Europe. But he's won 44 times. So, and he was the number one player in the world for 22 weeks. So, it's not like the guy has, uh, has struggled. But uh, definitely has struggled in Ryder Cups, as we've seen, and, and in Majors Ooh. down the stretch. But yeah, a big Lee Westwood fan, a guy who's kind of reinvented himself, but has also stuck around. I think we talked about this last week and, and never really had any serious injuries, has been able to keep up with the the younger guys, uh, is taking care of his body. And uh, yeah, exciting to see him playing some good golf. It, I think we talked a little bit before we came on the podcast and I didn't see this, but Jake, I guess you mentioned somebody asked him about, you know, you're, hey, Lee, you're probably on the Ryder Cup list or the short list now for guys that will be captain's picks, especially if you keep playing this way. And he said, I'm not sure I want to play on the Ryder Cup team, uh, which I thought is interesting. Jake, what did you think about Westwood and uh, and his, uh, his comments about the Ryder Cup? Yeah, I mean, the comments from the Ryder Cup are from like uh, maybe even somewhere around a year ago or something like that, where I, I know he was asked when he was playing well in Europe, you know, if you qualify, would you consider doing it again? And I think he was just basically at a point where he was saying like, I'm playing so well because I'm not stressing about playing and the right. Ryder cup is very stressful. So I don't know, because at this point he's kind of gotta be a lock to go. And I'm thinking, you know, if you're, if you're Patty Harrington, if you're a European captain, you want this guy on your team. He's been one of the most consistent performers out there. Sunday, I did actually think he was going to win, though, to be honest with you. And it started on number one. When he birdied one, I was like, oh, like, here we here we go. Right. Like, he opens up a little lead. He looked very confident. And then it didn't take long for that to just completely shut off. I mean, he was uncomfortable on the tee ball on two. We saw, like, you know, Bryson topped one uh, on whatever that was. Was that four? And then, you know, Westwood goes yep. up there and hits one. I mean, I, I hit that ball. The ball that he hit is like a ball that I know very well. The like big the, fluttering the, cut push. Just the high queef <laughs> block, you know? And and that's when I was, like, thinking to myself, like, it, it might not be – he might not totally have it. He might have to steer this thing in. But I got to tell you, like, he had a point – there was still a point where I thought he, he could do it, right? Like, 15 – it's uh, or no 16 it's like a missed opportunity on 16 for him to uh, not bury there especially by getting in the fairway bad layup but he escapes with par and then 17 i'm just i'm sitting i was sitting there eating dinner and i had it on the screen and pages across the table for me and i'm like if he doesn't he's got to fucking make this this is like easy just ran this thing in the back of the hole you just got to ram it right in there and what did he do he hit that little, like, the soft one that we have seen him hit so many times. It doesn't carry enough speed. It catches a little bit of the break because of that, misses that putt on 17, and then makes a bomb on 18 just to, like, essentially cash a yeah. check, which is Make a very bucks. ironic. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, I mean, look, the guy's having a late career resurgence, but clearly there's still some demons around the idea of, like, winning a big event. It's not, it's not ever going to be easy for him. It never has been. It never will be. Yeah, I mean, he uh, and I just looked. So he's ninth right now on the European Ryder Cup list, which is the last 
auto qualifier spot. You know, they do, uh, I think, the first four off world ranking and then the next five, like, off the race to Dubai mm-hmm. points. So he's ninth right now, which is 50 or 60 points above the guy in 10th. So as of right now, he would be an auto qualifier. Again, I guess he could theoretically turn that down. I haven't seen anybody do that in a long time. So who knows if he actually does that or not. But uh, we'll see. But yeah, I mean, I I, I love the the late resurgence. I know he played very well in the race to Dubai at the end of the season this year in Europe and played very well last week, obviously. I agree. I thought with a, a two-shot lead on Bryson and a three-shot lead on everybody else, I figured it was going to be his time to get it done. I, I, I didn't fancy Bryson as much because I think it's just so hard to win back-to-back weeks, mm-hmm. um, especially in the Arnold Palmer, which is a huge event for Bryson, and then go into the Players' Championship. So I thought he had a good chance. But yeah, I mean, it... You could see there was definitely some nerves there, which I mean I think is is good. It means they still care, but uh, tough tough weekend for him or tough Sunday for him for sure. Uh, I hope he does get a win here shortly. Would love to see him like pop up and win like a PGA or the Masters this year. Would be awesome. Be a cool story. That would be crazy. Um, But yeah, let's go ahead and talk about a few other guys. So Bryson's the other one. You know, he was in the final group. They had the back to back weeks and now. With uh, with Lee Westwood, he yeah he topped his tee shot on number four. I don't know if anybody saw that. And then he tried to go for the green and hit this big block into the trees. Ended up making a very good double bogey from where he was, but uh, just never really got into the tournament until it was too late. Where he made eagle on 16. So people look at the look at the leaderboard. You see he was only two back behind Justin Thomas, but uh, he was really never a factor until 16. Uh, and really needed to finish eagle birdie birdie to have the chance. So. What do we think, guys, about Bryson? Uh, you know, obviously he's coming off a win last week, top three this week. We're getting ready to uh, go to the match play in two weeks, and then the Masters is another two weeks after that. He's got to be on the short list for everybody to win the Masters this year. Jakey, what are you thinking about Bryson's performance the last two weeks and as he preps for, for Augusta? I mean, obviously, like last week we talked about, great setup for him incredible win you have to respect all the you know the work that he's done to play the style of golf that he's playing i don't really think sawgrass sets up that well for that style of golf and yet he proved that like there are plenty of times where he can throttle down um and make it work at the same time i think you actually hit the nail on the head earlier when we're talking about um or just getting into talking about westwood and there's just a lot of bad golf being played sunday like Right. It was just a day where he didn't have it. I mean, like you could see it. Uh, he he just didn't have um, some of the ability to throttle it back and still hit it as straight or in the places that he wanted to. And then, yes, he did climb right back in on a couple of holes where it, it allowed him to just bash away at it and cut off a corner and get into a scoring position. But, you know, in reality, he just he didn't have a great day. I mean, and at the same time, with which... I guess he would probably rate as like his, you know, C minus game. He was still right there. So, yeah, I think no matter where you go, Bryson's going to be a factor. I do think Augusta could be kryptonite because he can't go to the book. And without the greens book, I just don't think he's the same guy. I mean, that's been a proven thing. So, yeah, yeah, but I mean, he's trending. I mean, the match play, think about that place. They always are hitting like six gajillion yard drives. Right now you're going to have. I mean, Bryson could theoretically like drive it down to the front of that that downhill par five. Par five on the back nine, yeah. 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 So that'd be wild, Benny. What yeah, do you, Benny? What are you thinking about Big Beef right now? 
I think he's in a fine place. I, I, there's nothing that that bad that he's gonna take from this past weekend and and go out there and be like, I have to change X, Y, and Z. So I think he's just gonna you know focus on some of the little things and he'll continue to play good. Um, I obviously don't want him to win at Augusta, but uh, it's it's tough to say he's not gonna be there. Uh, right. His brand of golf is it's starting to get contagious, and uh, you know we're starting to hear of other players testing his theories, and it's going good for some and really bad for some, like Rory. And uh, now that that's really it. I, I just hope that again we don't want his brand of golf to be golf. It's it just you know, one of those things. Well, I think it's too late for that, in my opinion. I think that uh, you know, kind of like what Tiger did when he introduced. If you work out and you just work harder than everybody in the field, it's it's going to pay off dividends. And, you know, you see the younger generation, JT, those guys, they have that mentality. And then the guys that are a few years younger and that are going to be coming on now are going to have the Bryson mentality, which is the bigger you are, the stronger you are, the farther you're going to hit the ball, especially if you can figure out, like, the scientific way around it. Um, and you know, Bryson was the first one to do that. And we really haven't seen other people do that yet, but I believe that there will. that's going to be – you know, another wave, especially as people are seeing just how much farther he's hitting it. One of the guys you talked about, Vince, was was Rory, who is on our list to talk about tonight, and we'll, we'll just jump right into him. So he had an atrocious Friday, Saturday, or Thursday, Friday, excuse me, at the Players' Championship. Missed the cut by a million. I think he shot seven or eight over on Friday and then shot five over on, on or sorry, seven or eight over on uh, Thursday. And, uh, Five over on Friday. Just never really got into it. Had a tough, really tough time out there. I mean, I know he was light, lighthearted about it. There was a video going around with him and Poulter and Hatton and Henrik sitting at a table, and they were combined 29 over par. It was pretty funny. But, uh, yeah, I mean, and he, he talked about it, you know, it wasn't during the tournament. After the tournament, he's saying, hey, you know, I, I saw what Bryson did last year. It paid off for him. I've, I've been working with a few of the guys in his camp. I've been trying to do things on my own and hit it farther, and I am, but I'm just not hitting it the way I need to And now that I've picked up the speed and the distance. And uh, you're seeing that. I mean, we saw it, too, with Bryson at the beginning of this year. He was, in my opinion, tweaking with too many things and just wasn't getting the results he was, and he finally got it figured out. So maybe Rory will do that. I don't know. Jakey, what are you thinking about Rory? Well, I think first of all, there's before I even get into Rory, something you know, you guys were talking about the brand of golf and being contagious and things like that. I think one thing that we all have to remember about golf, and this is at every level, I think this is at the, the highest levels, this is at when you first start playing, and this is when you start to get more into it and get better, is that the best golf you'll ever play is the golf that's like most comfortable to you. So, like, whatever you're good at is what you have to maximize. And like someone like Bryson, for example, I think like his method, the, the one plane swing and the single length irons and the science based research and the, you know, doing fucking calculus on the first tee, like all of that stuff allowed him to make a transformation that not every player can make. And like Rory's finding that out the hard way. Like, why does Rory need to be longer? Because Bryson hit it 25 past him. Who gives a shit? You're, you're a generational driver of the golf ball like we always make the joke like when we hit fairways a lot like oh my god i'm a generational driver of the golf ball no rory McIlroy is a generational driver of the golf ball and 
the other things that he did and still does at times are so natural that that his move is so flowing. You you have to look at it and say, like, what do I do well? It's like the same reason why Webb Simpson can still win, right? He has something he does well, whatever that is. You know, he has a couple of he's he's a very good ball striker. He he knows right. his game very well. He chips and putts well. Okay, good. He can still win, and, and he can still do it because he plays his version of his game. Morikawa plays one shot. He cuts everything, even to left flags. So I think it's just a lesson that Rory needs to learn. And and I think he will. Like, if there's anything I can say, you know, it's that, that Rory tends to be pretty woke. And if he's coming out and saying, like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta chill with this stuff. I gotta get back to my own thing, I do think he will. But I also, you know, that it's easier said than done. When you go to make changes, it's hard to unchange things too. Yep. So it's going to take some time, but I, I think Roy will be fine. I mean, he's he's just such a talented dude. One bad week, and it is what it is. Last week, he was, what, top 10, right? He, he, I think he was 10th. Yeah, he, he, play, he played terrible Sunday and still T10'd it, yeah. Right, that's what I mean. So he's always going to be there. Yeah, he's just the guy that, you know, we talk about this a lot, so I don't want to beat the nail on the head, but it's basically everybody expects him to win every week. He's one of those guys that's on the short list that should be – Likewise, mm-hmm. Rory not in the top 10. And when he doesn't, everybody just panics. So, yeah, I, I'm not too concerned about Rory. You know, I, I don't blame him for trying to figure out the secret sauce. But uh, he's got his own special formula, and it's worked for him in the past. So just go back to that and get your head right, and, and, and you'll get there. Vinny, what, uh, you have any concerns about Rory and the way he's doing things right now? Jake said it best. Like, he's going to acknowledge that something's not working and he's going to find his next best route faster than some other guys who may be trying the same thing. Um, one, he's got probably you know, got great people backing him. And two, uh, he's, he's Rory McIlroy. Like, he knows he can win. And he's already made so many changes over the last 10 years. Like, if you look at the goddamn pictures of Rory, ba- a baffling change. But... Yeah, I think he, he's confident enough in his game where he's he's trying things, but if it's just not working, he's he's gonna reevaluate pretty quickly, and you can't really ask for much more than that. Agreed. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. Again, I'm not too concerned about Rory. Yeah, he's made some crazy transitions. I actually wish he would go back to prepubescent Rory McIlroy, where he was just <laughs> slaughtering the fields, playing Titleist. But uh, Chunk, I don't think chunky that, Rory. Yeah, I don't think that'll happen. But. Uh, yeah, that guy was incredible. Not that this Roy's not incredible, but that guy was he was something else. Um, all right. Well, one of the other things I wanted to mention was <clears throat> I saw the over under for tee shots into the water on seventeen was like forty three this past weekend. And they hit thirty six into the water on Thursday. <laughs> so I wanted to talk oh, a little bit about yeah. seventeen, which is hundred and thirty well, between hundred and eighteen to hundred and thirty yard part three, depending on where the flag is placed. And I'm saying this from a spectator's point of view because I realize I will never be in that pressure of a situation uh, playing for that much money that these guys are playing for. But is it crazy that every year this hole just absolutely kills them? And I mean, they're hitting no more than a wedge into this green. I, and really the only hard pin placement is that pin placement on Sunday that is tucked right. The other oh, three are all... I disagree. You disagree? I think the Thursday pin is by the one far that's, the hardest. That's on the back shelf. Yeah, the back the back shelf is the worst. 
because people are just flying it there and they don't get the bounce and it bounces under the water or what's all right so they knew going in that this was a new green and it was going to be firm but you're right that every year we see these same things happen and there is something about that hole that gets that like really riles the guys up and, and gives them trouble that back pin is is tough because they think that because they're hitting wedge that they're guaranteed to stop it. Right. And that's not always the case. The yeah. other thing is, I think if you look, I, I love that they have the ball speed um, on that hole because these you'll hear them make the call like, oh, this is a gap wedge, this is pitching wedge, this is whatever. And you'll see these guys hitting the same clubs with like sometimes big time differences in ball speeds. Like I noticed, I forget whose group it was. It was like, uh, for, I wish I could remember right now, but somebody somebody went in with like 111 ball speed off of a gap wedge or something like that, and it was perfect, right? Then right. the next guy comes up and gets it to like 118 and just air, same club and just like almost airmails the whole green. So that's and the thing. Too nerves happens. got to him, a little, yeah, little exactly. adrenaline. Yeah, which is wild, but yeah, dude, that, that whole, it's, it fucks with them big time, dude. Uh. I see, in my opinion, it's just like you, on Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, when you play your practice round, find the shot that you can hit a little punch shot to the middle of the green and you hit that shot all four days <laughs> and you don't even worry about making a birdie. If you get it, somehow it hits the slope and gets close to the front pin, maybe awesome. But if not, it's just a four pars. You get out of there and you probably pick up two or two or three shots on the field just by doing well, that. I ben, think you yeah, make ben a good point. 11. Yeah. On, on that pin oh location. Oh my God. That back pin. Well, you know what? Not that. First of all, Thursday, none of those guys were willing to like back it off and like leave it in the middle of the green, and that's why so many because most of the balls miss long on Thursday. But Doug, you make a good point about the Sunday pin that what you were just saying, like hit it to the middle of the green and two putt, because like that's what killed Westy and almost killed Bryson, right. right? That most of the other pins you can do that. The front pin and the back pin, you can kind of get to the middle shelf. And then just kind of do your thing. Like right. uh, West, Westy made the long birdie on Saturday. But that that pin off onto the right side, you can't two-pot that. That is such a hard two-pot. Right. So, right. you know, but it, it, you're right. It's it's wild, dude. It, I've never seen so many balls go on the walkway either. Like this week, I felt like there were a ton of balls on the walkway. Guys, guys could just not hold that green um, this week. Yeah, crazy. I mean, it's just it's a fascinating hole to watch because it's just every year it's like this hole. I don't. I mean, it's a super short hole. It's probably the easiest par three they play on tour all year long. It just it, from a distance perspective, and it's just it kills these guys. It's 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 mind blowing to me. But uh, a great great hole, and I guess that's why you know that's one of the things that that's cool about TPC is those last three holes there. The rest of the course, I think we can talk about, but um, it definitely adds to the drama on mm-hmm. on sunday um was there any other players we needed to talk about jakey or uh, do we want to go ahead and talk about uh get some your thoughts on on the players championship itself no i i thought um i think in terms of players i, I don't have any other ones listed it was an interesting smorgasbord there though on the leaderboard you know all right. kinds of you know doug doug Ginn flew in for a hot minute and flew right out Talk yeah, about getting yeah. the nerves on Sunday there. Oh, you got to feel a little bit for the guy. Um, you know, it was just, it was, it was very interesting. So yeah, I don't have anything else on, on any players. Vince, you got anything else? No, I'm good. I, I really thought uh, we were going to touch on how the course oh. played in general. I know you and I talked about it briefly yeah. saying that sawgrass in this, in this condition um, is another course that plays 
very fair and tough all at the same time. Kind of mm-hmm. our same input we said with Concession Club. And uh, I don't know. What do you think? Well, I was asking. I, I should have said the word players. That's where we got messed up. I didn't know if there was another name that you, you had on your list. You wanted to get into at all. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, wow. I've crowded okay. from then. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think like we, so I've, I, I watched all four rounds. You know, I know that you are a little bit of a bigger fan of this tournament than I am. I, I like this tournament. I'm not saying I don't like this tournament. I just am at the point with it where I want the PGA Tour to like, it doesn't need to feel like a corporate outing like it does. I need, if they want this thing to feel as prestigious as they keep saying it is, they need to back away from it. Like, I don't need to see all the, like the, the megacorp names and the Optima and like all these freaking corporate sponsorships every five minutes. And because to me, they want this, they want this thing to be their masters, right? The PGA tour hates to acknowledge the masters. They don't talk about it. They don't talk about USGA events, right? Bryson got introduced on the first tee on Sunday as for eight time, uh, PGA tour winner, Bryson DeChambeau. He didn't get introduced as the reigning U S open champion. Uh, JT, same thing. He got introduced on Sunday. I was stunned by this because generally the PGA tour acknowledges the PGA championship, especially when it's one on one of the courses that they play all the time, but they didn't even mention that JT won at quail hollow. Like it, it wasn't like a 2017 PGA winner. Right. It was, it was FedEx cup, cha- former yep. FedEx cup champion. Yep. So the bottom line to me is this, they need to make a decision on what they want to do with scoring, because I think that the course played a mix of tough. And then as soon as it got too tough, they were like, Oh fuck, 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 fuck. And started just like, trying to soften it up because that's what happened between Thursday and Friday. So they need to decide what they want to do with scoring. And I just think it's time for a little bit of an identity. Like if you want this thing to be the, the, you know, PGA tour mega brand championship, that's fine. If you want it to be your prestigious event that you're pushing people to start thinking about as a major, then like leave all that behind. Like, just make it about golf. What What you know, would they, you do, Jakey? Uh, the first thing that I, like, legitimately, the first thing that I would do is I would drop all of the hubbub around, like, constantly showing me a commercial for the players during other golf, right? Like, just leave it out there. Leave it be. Don't always kind of shove it down our throats, I think, is number the number one thing I would do. The second thing that I would do is I would really try to, what's the best way of kind of saying this? I think that I would like lean into a little bit the history of it. The players itself seems to get erased pre like 1990. The PGA Tour doesn't like to look back at like what Sawgrass looked like before and the changes that have been made to the golf course to make it more frankly, Augusta like, right. To make it greener and, and nicer and all those things. Right. I would, I would really just focus in on that. Cause it could be, it could be really great. It really, I, I do think the players could be a lot better if it was one of these things where, uh, players themselves seem to view it in the same light as these other tournaments. And you could do right. that. And I think we would all perceive that. 
Um, I, I don't know. But you know what? The funny thing is, I watched it this weekend, and I was getting ready to get on the pod because I knew we were going to record today. And I was ready to be like, you know what? Doug's right. Like, I enjoyed the fuck out of this weekend. I thought this this was great golf and great theater, and I watched every minute of it. So it's like that's the thing that's hard for me to balance is like the taste it leaves in my mouth versus what um, what a good tournament it, it generally is. You know, what, what do you think? I, well, I mean, I agree. I think they turn it into a corporate outing instead of uh, focusing on the actual golf because they do they do have the best field in golf. I mean, even over the Masters because the Masters has amateurs and guys in the fields who are, mm-hmm. are very good golfers. Don't get me wrong, but they're not the you know, the top 90, 100, right. 120 players in the world like like uh, the players has every year. So I I agree. I think that uh, they do a good job with the field, but I, I think they focus too much on other things outside of the actual golf event instead of that. And, uh, you know, I think they, they did some good things this year. They, they added, which in my opinion was kind of last second, but I think they just released the statement about it last second that – you could watch any of the groupings this oh, year, yeah, was which was amazing. fun. So you could jump around. Um, I think Jake, maybe you even said like if there was a commercial on maybe the feature groups or something, you would just jump over to another group, watch them for mm-hmm. a minute, and then go back. So you know they did do some things right this year, but I agree it's too much of a. We're sponsored by and I'm making this up BMW. This is the whatever blah 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 blah. Like <laughs> well, let's just play golf, and and focus on that. What do you got? No, like you, I'm sh- like you, you do sales, right? You deal with customers all the time. You talk to important people all the time. You know, I'm, I'm a teacher. Vince doesn't maybe deal with the same thing as much because he's not like interacting with, with people as much, but like, you know, the buzzwords that you need to say to like right. get somebody's like ears perked up. And when you listen to like the way the PGA tour talks about the players during players week, that's all it is, right? It's Jay Monahan being like, you know, this is our gold standard. It's one of five big events. We're heading into the season of champions. You know, we can't wait to crown a new champion, to hand them the solid gold trophy presented by MasterCard. And it's just like, dude, like you can't you can't come on my screen every year during the, like last year they did it during <laughs> he went on CNBC as stock markets are crashing from COVID and basically was trying to give the, the players championship a blowjob. And so, like, we can't we, we can't have this every year, dude. Like, we can't have it. We we know it's important. I think fans want it to be important. So, the sometimes the best way to make something important is to stop constantly telling people it's important. Like, right. no one comes on onto the Masters uh, broadcast and is like, but yeah, Billy Payne doesn't come on. He's like, thank you guys, thanks for joining us today for the most important golf. Uh, uh, tournament of the year it's just not that vibe and we don't need it for this either it would actually make this better all right yeah i completely agree just let the let the guys play golf and let them speak for themselves and let the event speak for itself other than you guys doing all the outside distractions i mean there's there's some of that but even now at at augusta like they have no they don't talk about any of the sponsors during the week if you're at the event you don't see any of their logos anywhere it's just just the course itself. I mean, no better example than when you walk on site, you can't have your phone there. It's no distractions. It's right. golf. It's golf only. I mean, um, even the USGA, you don't see it there either. I never see anything like when you're watching a US Open. I mean, except for whoever's carrying it will have their sponsors. But right. like you never see sponsorship shit all over the eighteenth hole. You know what I mean? Which you yep. do see at, at the players. So yep. Yep. agreed. Yeah. Vinny, you have any thoughts? No, man. 
really i like the players event um it's kind of your choice as a spectator to focus that much on golf It, it is at times tough to and not pay attention to all the sponsor shout outs and, bull- and <laughs> you know, like, let me it's you distracting this. almost as a spectator. Yeah. Do you, do you want it like truthfully, do you want it to be a major? Do you want there to be a fifth major? Do you want this to become a major? This goes to both of you. No, I, I don't, but there's no reason that a tournament can't carry this the high prestige that it wants to. And mm-hmm. the only reason like the prize pool and the, is as big as it is is because it carries so many damn sponsors. Like, if they got rid mm-hmm. of that, would the purse be so big? You know, two point six million to first is a shit ton. It's four hundred grand more it, than the Masters last year. And then, uh, like, you're not wrong. How do you how do you justify drawing mm-hmm. the best hundred and fifty or have you know, hundred fifty person field without doing that? So it's, it's like one of those two things. It's like you could do it all in the background and let it be golf. But mm-hmm. you choose not to. So mm-hmm. I, I'm, I know that there's there's more occurring in the background than we even see to keep the field that they have to, um, and that makes it tough. But I I think it's the most prestigious PGA event of the year, other mm-hmm. than the PGA Championship. Um. <clears throat> I don't want a fifth major. No, I think that they pretty much already separate themselves as not the fifth major, but just like a very, obviously the most elevated regular season event kind of Vinny's point. Um, so yeah, I think they just need to, they would need to change it or, or <laughs> replace it with one of the other majors, which I guess we could discuss <laughs> at some yeah. other point, but I, that would I be the way I would go about sense. that. Um, because I mean, it, I, I personally like for events that are like this. I know we had this conversation like two weeks ago, three weeks ago with, we think that they should rotate other than like Augusta. I like mm-hmm. having the, I like TPC Sawgrass. Agreed. Uh, I think a few of the holes are kind of blah. You're going to get that anywhere, but it creates drama every year on 16, 17, 18. And I like that it's there this time of the year. So I think that you could, know potentially look at replacing it with something else that's a discussion for another time but that's the way i would go about it i wouldn't add a like the women have done i wouldn't add a fifth major yeah and listen i'm kind of in the same boat and i know that there are people that are always going to argue that there was a time when there were seven majors in golf and four is an arbitrary number and and all those things are true and i've said before that i don't think the player should be the fifth major however if you want it to be, if you really want it to be, you probably could make it happen. But you have to tuck some of those other things away. That's all I'm saying. Because yeah. I think the tournament is really good. And your point about the field, Doug, is the most important point that we can make. This is like an all-killer, no-filler field. Right. It's yeah. always going to be the best. So like, find a way to, to make us realize that or like harp on that or grab on that instead of this other stuff. That's all I'm saying. I will. I will add this as my last point to talk about. Here is they went. They tried to add and include other players this year. They probably deserved to be in the field and went to 154, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that took away from some of the tournament because I know that they even knew like, hey, where there's no way we can finish this. There's going to be guys playing two or three holes on Friday morning to finish, and then same thing Saturday morning. Don't do that. Just keep it at 140. Agreed. Or less, and uh, you know you have to earn your way into this tournament. And everybody's trying to do that, so. 
Um, I, I think you just, you don't mess with those things. You, you figure out the best way to put the event on and host it and do all that stuff. And then, uh, let the guys play the game. So that was, that was mine. But again, great. It was a great tournament. Like it was fun to watch. Not the 10 best players in the world come down the stretch. There was a bunch of guys there. Brian Harmon, who we haven't seen in a while. Taylor Gooch, who you almost never see in there getting a top 10. And for a lot of these guys, it's not only tons of FedEx points for them. It's it's huge checks for those guys. So um, it, it, always exciting to see those guys get in there. Another guy I wanted to mention real quick was Corey Connors, who's also on a little bit of a heater the last two weeks. Yeah, top 10. For sure. He had a chance uh, there and and made he was really the first one to make the run for the day. He was a six under, was the first person to te- uh, post 10 under. So good for him to play two weeks in a row. Um, and, and yeah, a, a great tournament. We're excited for Justin Thomas. And uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see if Lee Westwood can continue good form this week as he plays at the Honda. Yeah. Any other, any other closing thoughts about the Players' Championship, fellas? Nope, I've ranted enough. I'm done. Okay, Damn. Vinny. Okay. Uh, well, let's, uh, let's jump over to the Honda Classic. I don't think we have too much to talk about here. Uh, it's, it's kind of been killed by not only COVID, but mostly because of the rescheduling that's happened over the last two years. And, uh, it's just kind of wedged in, into a bad timing. I mean, it continues the Florida swing. It's the last event actually of the Florida swing, but, uh, it's just not in a great spot because you know, the week before is the players. The week before that's the Arnie, which everybody wants to play an Arnold's event. And the week before that's the first WGC of the year. And guys just need to take some time off before the match play because one, the match play starts on Wednesday, so you don't have that much time off from Sunday. And then uh, the Masters is two weeks after that, so it's just mm-hmm. a, too much golf to be played. The golf course is is not bad. I mean, it's a traditional golf course in Florida. It's in Palm Beach, beautiful area. Uh, it's where Sungjae got his first PGA Tour win, uh, so a, a place near and dear to our our hearts. But uh, yeah, it's just a kind of a, an okay tournament, and it's reflected by the field that's there this weekend. Nothing to take away from any of these guys, but tough when you're going from having the top 100 players in the world playing the week before to maybe 10 people in the top 50 playing this week. Um, but one of those guys is Lee Westwood, as we discussed, and, um, and would not take anything away from him if he came in this week and won at the Honda Classic. So, um, we'll, we'll run through, uh, some power rankings real quick. We're not going to do any matchups this week because I'm, I'm really pumped for the match play next week, but, uh, top eight, Jocko Neiman, Adam Scott, seven, Shane Lowry, sixth, Brandon Steele, fifth, Russell Henley, my boy, fourth, Sungjae, third, Lee Westwood second, and Daniel Berger is first. Uh, I believe I finished first last week. I had Colin Morikawa. You did? Was he the only one that made the cut? Yeah, because Vinny took Rory, you took Webb. Yeah, Webb. I'm going to go with a guy who's been playing pretty decently and has been in the U.S. the last couple weeks. I'm going to run with Shane Lowry this week and Mm. at uh, the Honda Classic. I think that's a good pick. I kind of looked at him a little bit. That's a good one. What uh, um, I guess we'll go with you, Jakey, because you only missed the cup by two shots. Yeah, I want to send a big like "fuck you" out to Webb. By the way, because he <laughs> dumped one, he, <laughs> he dumped one in the water on seventeen inside the cut line too. That's what pissed me off. He all he had to do was steer it in, and he got a little greedy. And See, if he had gone that. with the Doug, hit the wedge to the middle of the green, he would have made it. Yeah, his, his he, reaction he would, to that water ball though was just shitty, like shitty yeah. person. 
It's like anybody if he could have blamed anybody and a blade of grass, he would have done it. I think <laughs> oh, I, he was looking for he was like looking up all over the place for someone to blame. And in reality, I think he just over overcooked one. But yeah, thanks, Webb. Um, I don't this is such a hard one to pick because, you know, like we said, this field is is kind of trash this week, which is unfortunate because I think the Honda is an event that, you know, in the past has had some really great fields and some great players win there. Um, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to go with this. I hope that he doesn't, um, you know, sort of taint my record, but uh, I'm going to go with uh, with with Gooch, Taylor Gooch this week. You know, yeah, I like it. Yeah. T5 last week and 12 T12 Riviera. So he's been playing very yeah. well. Don't uh, taint my record. Gooch. <laughs> don't taint. Don't taint my Gooch. <laughs> All right, Vinny, who you got? <laughs> So I am going with a previous winner, not Sung Jay. Uh, I'm taking Adam Scott this week. <laughs> okay. All right. Has anybody taken yeah. Sung Jay this year? I, I have not. Sung-Jay. Yeah, I took Sung Jay. Okay, cool. Yeah, I haven't burned him yet either. He's probably going to win the Masters, so I'll probably wait for there. No, I'm just kidding. That would be awesome. That would be so <laughs> sick. <laughs> Um, all right, so we got Adam Scott from Vinny, we got Gooch Monster from Jakey, and I'm taking Shane Lowry this week. One guy who I, ju- I just saw his name here. I want to talk real real quick, 10 seconds. Okay. Fowler played like garbage last week again. Wow. Out of the Masters field currently. He will not be – he's not in the WGC field. Uh, guys, are we concerned about Ricky Fowler's career maybe potentially being over? Have we – is it – we, are we ever going to see him win again? What happens if he wins this week? Well, if he wins this week, he's, he's in he the Masters gets, field. He, he, okay. Yeah, yeah, 100%. He does get it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Listen, I think to quickly answer your question, Doug, the, guy, the guy's in big-time trouble. Because it's gone, uh, to me, now we've crested past it being just about, like, golf swing stuff. And now it's, like, clearly wearing on him, clearly mental. Um, yeah. You know, his his greatest win is at the players in one of the most spectacular fashions, and like he, there's no good vibes there for him this week. Yeah, you know, that's yeah, been rough. Benny, are we gonna see Ricky ever win again? Man, I hope so. Another guy who I think we'd have the same reaction to a resurgence like Spieth, maybe not, you know, like a, a second place to Spieth's resurgence, but. I don't know what he has to do. Put those damn butter knives away. Pull out some some cavity backs. Who fucking cares, Ricky? You need to get back on track this week. Like, if there's yeah, somebody I, in his camp who's leading him wrong, and try you know trying to push him down the same path, it seems that way. Yeah, I mean, at some point you maybe just gotta completely throw it in and change everything. Caddy, coach, just try to new. Do something new. I don't know, or go back to the old stuff, like Jakey said, which is never easy. But um, yeah, I mean, he sometimes is, you got to do it. He is definitely looking, and and I love Ricky. I mean, Oklahoma State guy. I would love for him to be back, but yeah, definitely, definitely struggling, and and I I feel for him. It's it's tough to watch. So hopefully he'll be back. But uh, I'm kind of leaning towards the we'll never see him win again column. Um, but mm. who knows? We've been wrong before. Hopefully we are again. All right, well that's all we got. The Honda Classic. Uh, everybody enjoy. Hopefully it's another great Saturday, Sunday. We've had some unbelievable tournaments this year, uh, especially on the weekend. So really looking forward to that. I want to close quickly with the Galici Open, which is this weekend. Vinny and Nicole <laughs> are flying out tomorrow. Can't wait. 
it's is it snowing out there or potential for snow or i heard i know colorado just got slammed uh, i know you were thinking jakey you might might get a storm what's the what's the overall weather look out there all right, so uh, here's here's what I got on the Doppler right now. Uh, it looks like we're <laughs> we're clear. Vincent and I are going to try to play Wednesday. Wednesday is uh, as of right now clear day, low fifties. Then we have two days of rain, no snow, which is good. The only problem is is that everything here is dead. So two days of rain might mean a course closure. We don't know yet. Um, and then uh-huh. Saturday Saturday is another like low fifties day where we could potentially play golf. The worst part is Vince leaves ready for the next three days. Sunday, 58, Monday, 63, Tuesday, 66, Wednesday, 68. Sunny, sunny, sunny. All every day, full (laughs) sunshine, not a cloud in the sky. So, um, yeah. So we potentially a two rounder, maybe a one rounder. We'll see. Um, but you know, I, I was telling you guys before we got on the the everything here is just dead. We've, we're under snow for a whole month, so course is kind of in iffy condition. We'll we'll see. We'll have a little competition though. Yeah, always I'm competition. Excited to see the, uh, the new home course version. Oh three. yeah, yeah, yeah. We get to see the new home course. Yeah, maybe get a live reaction to pod from the two of you guys when you're there. Oh, uh, we we could probably a little fireside that. chat. Oh yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's awesome. We're looking forward to that. We'll see who gets the uh, inaugural 2021 Scalici Open. And uh, um, I know you're, Jake, you're working on trying to get in a little early for the the Gentleman's Cup at Big Cedar. A little bit difficult this year because it's kind of in the middle of nowhere. So it's not the the easiest flight options. But uh, yeah, hopefully you can get in a couple days early and and play a couple extra rounds with us. Yeah, we'll see. I, I mean, it's looking tougher and tougher. It's looking like a yeah. potential Wednesday arrival, but we'll, we'll see. Well, that's fine. We can play Thursday then yeah. at the course. But yeah, looking forward to that. We're only two and, a month, two and a half months out, so getting closer, getting closer. We are also only four weeks away from Augusta, so the Masters is right around the corner. And uh, super excited for that. I hope everybody enjoyed this week's episode. And uh, please, if you can, get out this week. We'll put up a little poll before Wednesday's match to see who you guys think will take home the Scalici Open this week, Vince or Jake. <laughs> and uh, everybody else, enjoy the week. I know it's spring break for some people, so get out there and play. Vinny, take us home. All right, friends, we appreciate you listening to our recap of the Players' Championship and our brief picks for the, for the Honda. And uh, I'll tell you what, I know after Wednesday's 50-degree round I'm going to be pouring myself a double. We'll be talking to you after the Honda. Thanks again.